Hello and welcome to IVMA Vet Chat. This is our first ever podcast and we're very excited. My name is Lourdes Syndrome and I am the Membership Services Director. And today I have a special guest. My name is Megan Knauer and I will be a third year veterinary student this fall at Purdue University. Today's topic is what to expect your first year of veterinary school and what you wish you would have known. So Megan, what did you think vet school was going to be like, and what was it actually like? Well, I mean, I think a lot of us come in with a lot of preconceived notions. We have a lot of things that are in our own minds about what we think vet school is going to be like. We have a lot of stories from uh, veterinarians that have been in vet school in past years. We have stories from some of our friends that are already in vet school. So a lot gets thrown at you about what you think you're going to expect. <laughs> For me personally, I just thought it was going to be books books and more books all the time, uh, stu- constant studying. Um, I guess the part about being in the classroom all the time is true because, <laughs> you know, you're in class <laughs> zero all day. Zero social life. <laughs> all day, yeah. Um, I wouldn't say zero social life. I guess I thought I wasn't going to have time to go out and do things, but I think the important thing about vet school is making sure that you make the time for what's important. So while it is important to study, um, you know, you're learning for your future patients, your future career, it's also important to save time for the things that you find important. So fa- whether that's family, friends, um, you know, wellness, or you know, getting out and exercising, that kind of thing. Whatever, whatever you're really passionate about outside vet school, hold on to that because that's going to really help you when you might be having that first moment of struggle come first year, and you just you know you feel like you can't get through it, and you really need to dig deep and figure out what you're passionate about outside vet school so you can take a break. So I guess. You know, after hearing that, the the actuality is that you didn't have, like, you had some time where you were able to devote to exercise. Yes, absolutely. To, and socialize with your friends and, like, you know, so it wasn't all just books. No, it wasn't. It was, it was, better, it was better than I, <laughs> I, better than I expected. Yes, absolutely. Um, I definitely thought it was going to be books all the time, and I'm not afraid to say that because in my head, you know, I was warning my boyfriend, you know, I was like, I don't know how much time I'm going to be able to hang out with you, just heads up, like, you know, you might not hear from me, like, sounding like I was going to be deserted on an island somewhere, you know, like, away from alive. civilization. I mean, vet school is a bubble, but it was definitely, uh, you know, less less deserted than an island or anything. Well, I think that's good to know, right, that, that you're still there, yes, and you're still absolutely. dating your boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, he's stuck around for now, so, <laughs> so that's we'll a good see. Thing. Yeah, I definitely think it'd be interesting to hear from you know people's um, you know spouses or significant others and right. what their perspective of vet school is as well at some point yeah I agree what was the biggest challenge you faced your first year in veterinary school so coming into vet school there's a lot of different things that you have to transition to um, you know coming from undergraduate studies and um, probably the main thing for me was time management so you think you're busy in undergrad you know you have a lot going on as a student you're trying to have a social life and and you get to vet school and you realize what being busy actually means. <laughs> truly, truly busy. Um, you know, actually being in class all day and having, you know, 9, t- nine 10, 11 classes sometimes to study for and, you know, wow. having to juggle all those. Um, so definitely time management and figuring out, you know, how much time you're spending on certain things and what activities you want to prioritize. So, you know, you talked about juggling all those, all your academics, all your studies, how does that not become overwhelming to you? Like, just listening to you makes me feel overwhelmed. Yeah, so, um, you know, you really just have to figure out what form of organizing your life works for you. So I have a planner, personally, that I like to write everything down in. So um, the big things I prioritize are my academics. Obviously, that's, you know, 
priority top three. I wouldn't say it's always number one, but definitely top three. And then for me, spending time with family and friends. And then uh, more recently, I've been really trying to devote more time to getting enough sleep so that I'm rested for the day and ready to take on, um, you know, whatever life throws at me. So making a priority of what's important to you, like your top three, top two, whatever mm -hmm. that may be is what you stick to, right? Right, exactly. Right. Okay, so now um, going back to where you mentioned you were very busy, like the difference between your undergraduate schedule and like your first year veterinary school mm -hmm. schedule. I'm curious just what exactly was the difference? Yeah, so and every semester is different because um, obviously your schedule will change each semester which what, with what classes you take, be that in vet school or undergraduate. Um, and I actually went, did my undergraduate studies at Purdue in biology. Um, so I can speak to that schedule, you know, not others, obviously, or what other schools may have had. Right. Um, but personally, I, I was uh, kind of a strict manager when it came to my schedule. So I always made sure, you know, I wanted to get as much sleep as possible. So, you know, some classes I'd have at 830, but I really tried to avoid 730s at all costs. Oh, yeah, 730s. Um, and good. it kind of just depended. So some Mondays, I remember there was one Monday where I was in class and I don't even think I had a lunch break from maybe 830 to 430 in undergrad. Um, but then, you know, the Thursday that week, I had a 7.30 lab in the morning for three hours for organic chemistry and then nothing. So, right. I mean, I guess for me personally, it was a lot more block type. So I would have okay. a block of time, maybe two or three hours where I'd be in class and then I'd have a couple hours of a break. Or, you know, maybe I'd be, have a Friday where I didn't have any classes. So undergraduate is very variable, but at the same time, I usually had more breaks in between classes. Um, so it kind of gave me time to kind of de-stress or go run errands and do other things. And a lot of the time with vet school, um, at least at Purdue, I can definitely attest to this, is that, you know, it's, it's an eight to five thing um, minimum, typically. Uh, so maybe one day you'll get out a little earlier, maybe you'll start earlier one day. Um, but it's a full-time job, and I think that's the biggest difference for me is, you know, you're in class more than just, you know, your typical 15 to 18 hours a week. You're in class more than that, and then you also need to be studying you know, more than you expected, or more than usually you had to study in undergraduate. So um, the combination of being in class more and having it be basically a full-time job is, you know, learning. And then also having that studying component that's more time consuming, at least personally for me than it was in undergrad, is definitely a big change. So you're in actual class from eight in the morning to five. Yeah, and actually- I mean, there's actually like very minimal breaks. Right, so actually first year too, I mean, it depends on the day. Sometimes you're in class at 7.30, okay. and you're, you're starting class at 7.30. So that doesn't mean you get to school, you know, get to school right. at 7.30 or you get up at 7.30. So, you know, you're getting up at 6, 6.30, and if you want to work out before, you know, you have to, or yeah. eat, eat breakfast, not on the go, <laughs> you know, put something in your stomach or grab Starbucks, you know, um, you kind of have to think about that before. And then some days, you know, maybe you'll get out at 3.30 or 4.30, but you know, maybe you have to walk your dog that day, or right. your personal dog or your lab dog that we work with, which is um, one of the great opportunities at Purdue to get some hands-on experience. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on besides just the classroom learning where you might be there later. Um, so again, the, the days, it really just depends on what you have going on, but vet school is definitely, um, you know, if you, I don't know if it's exactly 40 hours. I haven't, you know, added up all the hours, but it definitely, <laughs> it definitely feels like you're sitting in class for a while. And the other big difference is that when you're on campus in undergrad, you're usually switching rooms, you're going to different lecture halls. In vet school, you're usually just in one room and maybe you'll go to anatomy lab and you know have a change <laughs> of pace and smell that lovely you know, formalin oh, cadaver yeah. smell. But um, a lot of times you're sitting in the same seat in the same room for you know six to eight hours a day and that can be very draining as well. Yeah. 
All right, thanks. So obviously there's lots of learning going on in vet yes. school, but there's gotta be some funny moments that you oh, were kind of like, what just happened? Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about those? Yeah, so, and I'm sure my classmates could attest to this. Um, there's so many funny moments that it's almost hard to remember them all because they all just, um, you know, like there's just one after another. There's always something. Um, <laughs> I actually, one just came to me just now about, um, we had a pajama day. Oh, fun! Um, during finals week, and one of my classmates wore um, like a pair of long johns, and it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> and we were Did all they like, have oh the my. flap on the back? Uh, maybe I wasn't looking that hard. I was laughing too much, but that was just kind of funny because you're like, whoa! And of course, like you know, he walked in with like five minutes, so everyone was already seated. And everyone looked at him all at once. So that kind of that kind of put him on the spot, which was funny. So there are a lot of cute outfits for that. But um, probably the constant thing that I found the most funny was, um, you know, being in vet school. Our class is uh, 84 students roughly. So. Um, you know, everyone knows each other pretty well, and you know, the first week you're trying to you know figure out you know, how things work. But one of the biggest things to figure out is where you're sitting. Um, so first year, we quickly realized that, you know, once you establish a seat and it's been a couple days, that's your seat. Um, you, you always sit there. Like it unless, has the Megan um, yes, on the it's back like it has, without actually it has being an, there. It has an invisible <laughs> Megan label on my seat in 1136. So I know that is my seat. That's where I go. If I'm sitting a row below or a row up, it just it's not the same. Um, so I always go back to that seat. And for each class you have, if it's in a different room or, you know, for the, each room you kind of have a seat that you sit in. And so it's kind of this unspoken rule. You just, you don't sit in someone else's seat. You don't, you don't disrupt the, the, the little bit of control that you have in vet school <laughs> picking your seat. Um, so that's probably pretty, that's probably the funniest thing for me is just seeing, you know, everyone. And even, um, you know, later going into second year the seats apply like everyone came back and it was like nothing changed but then when we were in a new room um that was kind of like our new main room oh then we had to establish new seats again and it wasn't stressful but I was like wow I need to get there 15 minutes early not so I'm mentally prepared but just so I can pick the best seat um you know everyone has their preferences for front of the room back of the room uh, personally I like the aisle um because I like to come and go and um but yeah so i think that's pretty funny just seeing everyone's different habits on um their seat picking so, so all you future first years remember get there early yes not to be mentally seat. prepared that's a bonus but to pick the best seat well i mean if you like a front row seat which I'm, my class doesn't appear to really love front row seats so it just depends on the class but if you so love maybe a front 30 row minutes seat, Maybe 30 if you're going to get aggressive, for sure. 30 minutes to pick the prime seat. Um, I did about 15 to 20 minutes personally. But. Good to know. <laughs> what advice would you have wanted to know prior to going to vet school? Having experienced that first year, what would you have liked to have told yourself or would you tell future students? Yeah, so there's kind of two big things for me. Um, the first thing is that... Um, you know, getting into vet school is hard. You are competing, you know, again, you know, with and against so many different people for those spots. Um, you know, and it's nothing personal, but you know, it's it's not easy to get in vet school. There's a lot of people yes. that do want to go to vet school. Very competitive. So you know, having that competitive mindset coming in um, is difficult to shake when that's that's been what you've been working towards your whole life. So I think the biggest transition is to, you know, kind of approach your class as a team. Um, there's a lot of things that are a lot easier when you're working together with your classmates, so really get to know them. Um, obviously, there's going to be some people that you gravitate gravitate towards more than others, but everyone has a different background and a different story and different strengths. And um, when you open yourself up to working with different people, 
um, I think that really is important to um, aid to your whole experience of vet school because um, you know you might have a friend I have a friend who we call her um, you know n- like she's kind of the friend that just knows everything about cows so when I, <laughs> or cattle you know so when I have a question about you know cattle I'm like you know like Jesse like can you can you answer my cow question she's like oh I got you um, you know and I have other friends you know they're more um, they know more about horses than I do you know and right. obviously like I'm expanding my knowledge on that but we all come from different places and that kind of leads me to my next piece of advice would be it's okay to ask for help uh, the first time you feel, you know, you almost feel like you're inadequate because you don't know or, you know, you're like, wow, like, I don't know if I should be here because, you know, I'm not sure about this or everyone seems to know so much about this, but I guarantee you're not alone. There are other people that are asking the same question as you or that maybe they feel very uncomfortable in a different subject. So because everyone comes from different backgrounds, you know, you're not going to expect to have the same experience. And I think that's really important to, you know, feel comfortable asking for help, whether that's your professors, classmates, upperclassmen. Um, don't be afraid you're not alone <laughs> you know don't you know you you're in vet school for a reason mm-hmm. you you're there for a reason you you earned your spot so um, and that's something I still have to tell myself you know even now it's like you know you're there like you did it like you've done yeah. what you've always wanted to do and now you just gotta take advantage of it and um, you know help each other out with everything I so. think that's great advice asking for help in any component of your life isn't is always a good thing when you mm-hmm. need it so thank you Big thank you to Megan for talking to us today. Yes, thank you for having me. Stay tuned for our next podcast featuring Megan again on her experience as a second-year vet student at Purdue College of Veterinary Medicine. Thanks again for listening today on IVMA Vet Chat.